Welcome back to another episode of Commission Impossible. My name is Scott Fish. I'm here with Ryan McDowell. We have become known for our commissioning over the years. Got together, started a podcast uh, to help other commissioners out there. We get lots of listener questions and emails and and stories and uh, people send us their league settings. And we like to go over all, all that kind of stuff just in case it helps uh, commissioners out there with what they're doing in their league or gives them a cool idea that they can add to their league. Or, you know, maybe it's just something entertaining that they have that they can send to us and then we can entertain other commissioners and league owners. League owners, tell, tell your commissioner and your friends because league owners can get stuff from this too and can tell their commissioner about it. But anyway, you can email us at commishpod at gmail.com with uh, whatever you want. We are really Ryan, really getting down there on the emails. I mean, we have, we still have like 25 pages of emails <laughs> to go through. But uh, just this morning, I loaded all the emails up in the doc. So we are, you know, we have not, we have the only emails in, in the inbox right now is, oh man, I, I should look at who it's from. And I want to reply to him because he's got a very, very important thing that I do need to do. And I understand I need to do it from Jeff Hewitt, longtime listener, fan, huge fan of the podcast. It's easily in my top three, he says. Um, he's he's marathoned the podcast, but every once in a while he wants to go back and, you know, find something that we said on a certain podcast for whatever reason. You know, maybe you want to tell your league mates or maybe it's, you know, part of what you're working with. Um, we have the last, I don't know, 15, 20 episodes. I have written down each of the topics in the description. But the first 15 or 20, not so much. Um, he wanted to know if there's like a handy guide, like a one page, hey, this is episode one. This is what's in episode two. There isn't, but it's in. It's on my like to-do list. I, I want to do it. I think what it's going to require is for me to sit down and re-binge listen all the episodes myself while I'm working and just, you know, jot down notes. Um, I will do it soon. Uh, over the next week or two, and then I'll probably tweet it out when it happens. So, uh, and I'll probably mention it on the show. So, stay tuned for that, I guess. Um, Ryan, you know how sometimes I like to start the show with a couple of tweets that I've seen on the Twitter sphere that uh, kind of fall into our domain. Um, so, uh, I have. Ooh, Okay, well, we, we can slightly go over this for a second. I have a few people who are delinquent in their dues for 2020. March 1st was the deadline. Due to the circumstances going on right now, how long do I let them go without paying before trying to find replacements? Um, later in the thread, he goes on to say that two of these people have always been good about paying. The other one has always been a struggle. Um, I will say Safe Leagues has a March 1st pay deadline as well. And at that time, when that happened, this was not what it is. There was like eleven cases or whatever. There's probably more than that, but it wasn't. It wasn't even remotely in the ballpark of what it what it is now. People weren't being laid off yet, so these people legitimately missed this deadline. But now, given what's going on, it's it makes it a more interesting situation. Got anything to say on that, Ryan? Yeah, that's that's a tough situation for sure. Obviously. Uh, Scott and I would say that real life always comes first and, right. and we would hope everyone would agree on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly if we're dealing with, um, with virus related issues, with, 
being laid off, just, just, you know, money being tight, which it, it understandably is going to be for a lot of people. Then you have to, you have to have some, um, some grace in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to have some, uh, you've got to be understanding of, of each individual owner's uh, situation they're dealing with. That being said, Scott, you make a great point. If you had a, a March 1st deadline, my deadlines in my league are, are mid February. So if people missed that payment deadline, it almost certainly was not virus related. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I know just because I have hundreds of leagues with that March 1st deadline, I know what was going on when that March deadline hit that March 1st deadline. And it, it was not this. Yeah. <laughs> so it, 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 the situation around it has changed now. Right. So if people are, uh, if you have good owners who you trust and, and, and understand that they're dealing with something, uh, whether it's a lost job, whether, you know, God forbids a, a family member has, has the virus or something yeah. like that, then of course it, it, it goes without being said or it goes without saying that um, that you just put put payment deadlines aside and things like that and just just wait it out. Do you put in a new deadline like by the rookie draft or by the season or um, I you think just you just open-ended? yeah I think you just have to stay in communication with that person. Gotcha. Uh, I mean in in my leagues we have uh, we have different deadlines, not just payment deadlines, but we have deadlines to do certain you know, to name a, a restricted free agent to, mm-hmm. to do different things that go along with our, with our contracts and auctions and everything. And we have, um, you know, there's someone in our league who is a nurse in, um, in one of the major areas affected in the yeah. country. So I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about, but yeah. Let's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just have to, you just have to do what you can that, number one is best for that person. And then number two is, is best for the league. It's, it's really a situation where the needs of, of an individual person are, are greater than the league as a whole. So uh, in that situation, I, I found somebody else I trust and that I know he trusts to run his team until he's ready to take it over. And if that's in a month, then awesome. If it's uh, if it's in a year, then, then that's fine too. Yeah, when I read through this thread, I kind of wondered if he was angling towards the tougher the owner he always has trouble getting money from. If he was angling towards, is it okay to let him let him walk? Um, yeah, and uh, I think it is. I mean, the the difficult part for a commissioner right now would be if you have if you have two different guys who have missed the yeah, and he's got deadline. three right, <laughs> yeah. right. So this situation, if he has. Uh, a couple that he normally trusts and he's um, you know, he's pretty confident that they are actually dealing with, with some, some real life stuff right now versus the guy who just always has an excuse. And, you know, sadly, maybe this is, uh, this is another one of those excuses. Yeah. So it's really, it's really just a owner, you know, an individual owner situation. Yep, exactly. Um, I for for me for the pigs leagues I'm I'm letting people ride <laughs> ride it out until like probably the season starts I'm yeah. I'm not even bugging anybody about it I'm you know I I'd say seventy five percent have paid at this point 
but I'm not I'm not pushing to get that that last 25% of people paid up. I know stuff's going on. We we're going to have the rookie auction here in, you know, in a month, but um and I'm still not worried, but if I get like 2 weeks before the season and there is a season, <laughs> uh then I might start hey, I I you know, if there's going to be a season that means things have uh flipped a little. So then Yeah. Yeah. Uh let's move on to some questions, Ryan. Let's do it. First one comes from Miles. Not sure where Miles is from. Come on. Oh, wait, wait. He does. He tells us Miles from Seattle. Uh, All right. Question from Miles. Miles from Seattle. I generally put that right at the top, top (laughs) and bottom, and I didn't this time. I'm sorry. (laughs) Miles says, I have an idea for a league. Not sure the best way of implementing it. Uh, Instead of drafting players, my idea is drafting position groups. For example, Saints wide receivers, Seahawks running backs, (laughs) Chiefs tight ends. Miles says, I'm assuming this has been tried before. Basically, everything has. I was wondering if either of you have heard of or participated in such a league. Wondering what would be the best way of running this type of league. What site to run it on. Leagues that you would advocate for. or I'm sorry. League rules that you would advocate for. Best way of managing the roster while minimizing commission workload and other advice. Uh, so the good news is we, we happen to have the expert on this type of league. Um, Scott, you, you have run a, I know you did one a few years ago and then you've done a couple this off season. I've done right? it for about five years. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, okay. I, I didn't read this before throwing it. Like I just copy and paste the emails into the doc. And um, as Ryan knows, I did it before the show, like in like, I don't know what three minutes I just went and copied them all in. Um, yeah, so I have run a league like this called one to one twenty eight, basically because there's one hundred and twenty eight position groups: quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight ends. Um, so four times thirty two is one hundred twenty eight, and I've done that for about five years. The way I run it is a thirty two teamer. Each person, each owner of the thirty two owners, gets one of those position groups. And basically what you're doing when you draft is ranking them one to 128 by position group. So that's uh, why I called it that. Um, you can do it other ways. I mean, you can you can have it be a 12-teamer and you can draft, you know, seven position groups each, right? Oh, I suppose that'd be too many, but three position groups each, 36. That, would, yeah, that wouldn't even work, wouldn't it? It'd have to be a 10-teamer, three position groups each, right? That'd be 30. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, it would have to be... It would have to be... Uh... Well, my math, is, teams. My, my math is terrible right now because there's 128 <laughs> position groups. So if you do a 12-teamer, you can each draft 10, right? Yeah, that's true. You wouldn't necessarily have to. I was trying to think everybody has to get three quarterback groups, but that's just like any other yeah. league. Yeah. If, you, if you have 10 roster spots, essentially, then mm. uh, you could... You could dictate how many yeah, you could. Position. You might just get one quarterback spot and multiple wide receivers. So yep. that would be a fun way to do it. Uh, I, the only league I've ever played in like this is your one to one twenty eight, And mm-hmm. it's been, it's been a couple of years for me. Um, the way you I, did that was um, uh, obviously it's best ball because you're only getting in your league, you're only getting one of each. So mm-hmm. you don't have any options. If you're, if you're, that team is on a buy, you're just getting a zero that week, but that balances out. Yeah. Uh, do you think this could work in uh, kind of more traditional league setting with, mm-hmm. with, with 10 or 12 teams and you're setting a lineup each week, things like that? 
I absolutely think it it could work. Um, and I, I'm, I think it's been done, but I, I feel like it's been done. I feel like I've seen this, but, um, cause we do the 32 teamer. It's not, it's not as traditional, but, uh, um, yeah, you can easily do this as, you know, a 10 team league and everybody or 12 team league and everybody drafts what five, six, seven, eight, whatever you want and mm-hmm. set a lineup with it. You could put in your parameters on my fantasy league and it could be one to two, uh, you know, team quarterbacks, two to three team running backs, whatever you want. You, you could easily do this. Um, I don't think it's a lot of commission. I don't think it's any more commission workload than any other draft. Uh, would, he, he mentions that. Yeah, I would say it's probably less less work for the commish. Um, I mean, it, you you do yours on MFL. I'm not yeah. sure if you said that. Um, so I would – that would be my my first thought on where to host it. I'm yeah. not I'm not sure if other sites could do support this Do the team on not. other positions, yeah. I know, I know we see team quarterback right. uh, is, is kind of popular. But to have all four options – I'm I'm not sure I've seen that other spots. Yeah, I don't know that I have either. But MFL, you can definitely do it. the The most work might ju- for the commission might just be in the setup, the original setup of you know starting lineup positions and stuff like that. And once that's all set, you're you're good to go. Um, and it's a fun style. It's a really fun style. You don't have to. You, it, teams like, uh, well, I was going to say like the Ravens tight ends immediately become like top. But now that they have Mark Andrews, I mean, it's it's a He's a top three tight end anyway, but yeah, um, there there are teams that jump up in, in positional groups that you know sometimes don't uh, when you're actually doing just one starter, like 49ers running backs. You're like, that's a that's a ton of points, but during the season, with you're like, do I start this guy? Do I start this guy? Like, so uh, yeah, yeah, any any of those situations that we normally think of as New England running backs, New England running backs, of course. It, it, you know, Rams receivers. Um, you never know which yep. one is gonna is gonna go off that that week in this format. It it doesn't it doesn't matter, honestly. Yeah, I this is one of those formats. I actually I really encourage people to try because it's 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 different, and you you there are a lot of formats that Travis Kelsey is good in all of these formats, right? But there are play there are position groups that you don't realize are actually pretty good, but you don't think of it that way because there there's no pure stud or something. Uh, I encourage people to try it. It's uh, it's, it's pretty fun and interesting. And uh, uh, let's jump into the next question. Um, Hello guys, Kevin from Los Angeles. I'm a poor writer. So my emails don't normally get read. Please bear with me. Well, we're reading it already. So uh, you're you're in this time. Yeah. (laughs) This is a 12-team startup Superflex League. I'm in two leagues with the same commission. He activated a Slack Taxi Squad theft channel. So, like, Taxi Squad poaching, which we've talked about on the show before. He instantly claimed Gardner Minshew from uh, my Taxi Squad. Minshew locked dirt. This is shaping up to be a bad commissioner's story. Yeah, this, this, is, this is going down a bad road already. Yeah. Minshew locked during Thursday night football and Kamish processed the claim on Saturday morning saying, because I didn't say anything till after the claim was made Saturday, the claim would go through and I should know the rules. I openly admit that I never saw the post, but since Minshew locked within hours of the claim, he didn't have a 48 hour window to promote him. I was reminded I should know the rules. I was hoping you could share this issue and let me know your thoughts. So um, I think there's a little backtracking we need here is that there's, Apparently, um, 
when you poach someone, there's a 48-hour window you need to promote them. And because Minshew locked during Thursday night, there wasn't a full 48 hours in which to do this. And basically the commish pushed it through with his commish powers. Is that what you're getting here? That's that's what I'm hearing. And that is, uh, yeah, that it, is a bad commish story. It, There's That's just as bad as, you know, a commissioner changing his lineup five minutes into the game with his commish powers. Yeah, there's it's the same deal. If, if not, if nor- yeah, if a yeah. normal owner can't do it, the commission shouldn't do it. Is is where I was going. Right, exactly. There's just not much to. I'm not sure if the commission used any. He basically found a loophole that I'm going to try to claim Minshew because he's locked. Uh, he's he played on Thursday night and he's locked. You can't do any. Um, you can't do any transaction with that player. You can't drop him you can't move him to ir you can't activate him right so he he just found the loophole and used yeah. it used it against this um used it against kevin and yeah actually this is less about the, uh, a commission power than it is just an owner doing it to another owner where he uh, he tried to he theft went to thieve Minshew from the taxi squad. And because Minshew was locked for those 48 hours, the current owner of Minshew was not able to promote them to avoid the theft. So you're right. right. It It's more about just an owner finding a loophole. It's less about the commish than it is an owner finding a loophole. But we've said it before, the commish almost needs to hold themselves to a slightly higher standard at times. Yeah, that's uh that's it's just a, being a bad commissioner. So um, I'm guessing this is one of those emails that we're catching late. I, I hope, um, you know, I hope this was, was corrected by this point. And even though this is in the grand scheme, this is kind of a, a minor issue. Mm-hmm. This, this is enough for me to leave a league over because if this is how the commission is going to run things, right. then yep. it's just not a league I would want to play in. So, and I'm with you. I'm very much with you. I just want to pose an, an aside question on this. This uh, claim was made at 9 a.m. in the morning. Or no, yeah, he, uh, wait. Yeah, basically he, he claimed Gardner Minshew in the Slack thread about the same time. The game is what, uh, let's just assume 7 p.m. I don't know the time zones involved here, but let's say he's got 10 hours. Yeah, He's supposed to get 48 hours. Is that 10 hours good enough? I mean, he's supposed to get 48 hours, but really that 10 hours, he should have probably promoted him too. I'm, I'm, this, the other guy's clearly very, very, very in the wrong. I'm just thinking to myself, is that 48-hour window too long? <laughs> uh, it could be. It it could be it. It depends probably on how active the league is in general. Yeah. But um, the the rules are the rules, and and you've yeah. got to, you know, as a commission, you should be looking for loopholes in order to close them, not in exactly. order to take advantage of them. Exactly. That perfect. That is the most perfect way to say that. If you find a loophole, you should be trying to figure out a way to close it for the future and not be like, oh, here's a loophole. I'm going to take advantage of one of my owners. Um, so yeah, in that way, it is still a bad commission story. Yeah. Uh, move on to the next one, Ryan. Let's do it. This one's from art art says, 
Hi guys, I binge listened to the podcast last year and started a dynasty league with 11 other first time dynasty players. I love, love to hearing uh, about stuff like that. Yep. I created our original league in 1992. It's still going strong. You all did work. Awesome. 92 for you as well. 92 for me as well. Still going strong. Nice. Nice. My question is about trade deadlines. As good as it may be for the bad teams, I don't like the idea of an of an all-out arms race through the playoffs. I know you all have discussed it before, but I don't want to have to go back through every episode looking for it. I don't blame you. We're we're yeah. working on that. Uh, we're working on that. That uh, what that like cheat a, sheet or whatever? Yeah, yeah, some kind of table of contents. I don't know. What yeah, it's yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, what are your thoughts on dynasty trade deadlines? I think Art has a good point. It it is. Um, it can be frustrating when you're in the playoffs, when you're maybe even in the title game and your opponent is, is giving it, you know, just giving up his entire future for a player who's going to start against you. I still have trade deadlines in my leagues and mm-hmm. really this is, this is a fairly major issue in dynasty leagues. So it really feels like one I should have, strong feelings about. And honestly, I just don't. I've Most of my leagues do have trade deadlines. I'm good with that. I played in some that did not. I made trades in the playoffs and you just kind of adjust to your rules. Yep. I'm really good either way. I would say my preference is to have a trade deadline a week or two before the playoffs. Yep. So uh, people misconstrue the, how vocal I've been on this in the past in that I'm super against it. I'm not against no, a league with no trade deadlines. Um, I did it for several years in the mid two thousands in all my leagues, basically. Um, in fact, my home league allowed uh, playoff trading for the majority of its existence um, through the, in the playoffs. The, where I have trouble is I've, I've literally seen leagues ruined. I've seen people ruin their teams and leave the league you know, because they ruin their teams for that arms arms race and leave the league. I've seen consistent butthurt owners, even though everybody knew the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you get those much like in a non-proxy auction, bidding someone up $1 with one minute left. I saw a lot of those make it, you know, agree on a trade, but not make it until one minute before kickoff and quickly switch your lineup before a playoff game or a championship game. Uh, I saw a lot of those really wreck leagues. So I, when I, when I do this, I like to say I'm not against them. If you have a good set of owners that understands the rules and are not going to get butthurt. That's, that's what I like to say for that. I personally, because I've seen all that stuff and it's just, annoying to deal with owners that are unhappy i'm like you know what let's i i'm like once the the playoffs kick off it all trading's done it's like major league baseball for that it's you bring the roster that you have you know at the start of the playoffs that you get your playoff roster set and then you're good um uh i'm fine with a week before that safe leagues does kick off of week 11 um I, I feel like that's, you know, I've seen a lot of people do Thanksgiving, like when that Thanksgiving game ki- games kick off, you know, I, I'm fine with whatever, but my, my preference is having a trade deadline and no, I am not against no trade deadlines. I just say, if you're going to do it, have a good group of owners that understand the rules and hopefully will not get butt hurt with, you know, they, they understand it. They're good. Like the trade addicts, Russ Fisher's trade addicts leagues, 
don't have a trade deadline. And that's awesome because they have a good group. They have good groups of owners that understand that's what it is. Um, but as like an analyst in this industry, I'm not going to recommend that because I've seen the perils of it. So um, <laughs> how's that, Ryan? That is all well said for sure. And, yeah. and I totally agree. Do what works for your league. Yep. As, as always, that's, yeah. that's always the answer. Right. <clears throat> that was Art Clausen. Thank you, Art. For, for that. Uh, you didn't say where you were from, but we still read the email anyway. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, this one, Frank from uh, Ledyard, Connecticut. C- CT is Connecticut, right? Yeah. It is, yes. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. What else would it be? What else would it be? Yeah. <laughs> uh, great episode today. I wonder which one he listened to. <laughs> it was uh, episode two. <laughs> I love this new podcast. <laughs> no, we are much closer to caught up than that. I mean, we're, 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 with, we're well within 15 to 20 emails of caught up. Oh, okay. Um, good. Good. Yeah. Great episode today. Thought I'd share the opposite take on tanking that I use when we allow teams to legally tank provided they own their own first round pick. Okay. Um, he, he's already going to go against us, Ryan. So like, I don't feel good about this email already. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. We, <laughs> we actually, we actually kind of love getting other opinions because it makes us think harder yeah. about, about it. And it's, it's, it's actually something we kind of enjoy is hearing uh, opposite sides to things. Uh, when you decide to tank, you must continue to tank from that point on in the season. You cannot tank one week and then play to win another. We, we've talked about a guy who's uh, mentioned that before. So I wonder if this was an, uh, on one of our earlier episodes of tanking. When you tank, you must move all players to your bench and not put any players into the starting lineup. That's interesting. Uh, this will remove any doubt that you are tanking and will remove any issues as to whether or not your lineup is legal or t- or not. Trades involving tanking teams must be fair and will be scrutinized. The trade calculator's value may be considered to determining fairness. Number four, tanking teams will be allowed to continue to be active in trades, waiver aid ads, free agency pickups. Knowing that teams may decide to tank from week one, Week 13 or anywhere in between, we must all understand that we end up playing a team that was competing one week and another team will play that same team as a tanker, and this is not avoidable. So I don't think this is much different than any league that allows tanking, um, except for forcing them to not set, basically not set a lineup and get a zero. Uh, (laughs) Because I think in leagues where you allow tanking, I suppose the you must continue to tank from that point on in the season uh, thing is a little different. I don't don't know how I feel about this being that different. I think this works for his league, and I think it's a whole lot of rules towards a tanker. Yeah, it is. It is. And and it's it's funny because normally you think of if you're going to allow tanking, and I know some of your leagues do, that if you're going to allow tanking – Basically, there are no rules. Anything goes. Right. Um, so it is really interesting to have a lot of, um, to have a pretty extensive set of rules specifically for tanking. I do kind of like it though. I like that you're basically declaring. Yeah. You know, you're waving the white flag. You're giving up on the season. We've had this this before with someone waving the white flag, and then you add up their po- their points from that point forward and stuff, stuff okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I knew I had um, heard something similar to, to this. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. remember if it was. I declare or... tanking. 
You just have to say it. Just say it really loud. Just say it really loud. Can can I, I I feel like I'm cutting you off midstream, but there's an interesting dynamic here where if it's week six or so, and you're say own, own six, and you're like, I'm, I have the worst record and I have the lowest points because his rules say you must not put anyone in your starting lineup. If it's week six and you're on six and you're like, I declare I'm tanking. You have the number one pick. You know it. Cause there's, you're not going to win any games and you're not going to get any points. Um, yeah. Right. Like yeah. if you're, you're the own six team with X amount of points and you're in line for the number one pick, because of the ways his rules are written, when you declare that you're tanking, you're done for the season, you're that that point forward guaranteed the number one pick because that's where you're already sitting and you can't start anyone. So that would bring in a lot of strategy. You know, As to how I, early to declare it and right. I mean, if, if maybe you, if someone is like in that second position and they they're like. Yeah, I think that brings in some strategies, some interesting strategies. Yeah, if you get to a point where, and this might even happen week one or week two, you know you're not winning the title. Even if you might be a playoff team, you you don't think you can win the title or you're pretty confident you can't. You go ahead and lock in. If if you have a down week in week one, maybe, and you're the lowest score in the entire league, go ahead and do it then, and you're locking up the 101. That's – that's interesting. That's, it is. I, I, I do like the strategy that comes from Frank's idea here. Yeah, that's the. It's definitely got some interesting strategies to it. I like that. Um, I yeah. Anything that adds strategies to the gameplay, I enjoy. Um, yeah, locking locking up the knowing you can lock up the one on one at any given week if you're the lowest team and you're just like, do I want to keep trying to play? Or do I want to just lock up that one And Some people like the dynasty offseason more than they like the regular season. I can see people being like, week one, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Give me the one one next year. Um, not interested. I want to – yeah. So, <laughs> uh, One more question, Ryan? Let's do one more. We got, oh, we got a long Lord, one. This- a long one. Do you want to like, give it a quick read through? And uh, <laughs> you know what? I can tell you what it is. It's it's a blocking question. It, it gives a long example of basically a blocking question, uh, picking up tight ends, dropping them so that they can't be picked up by the other person, and picking up uh, bi week DSTs and dropping them so that they're locked. This this is a locking issue because they players are locked on waivers for two days. Um, but yeah, I'll let you summarize. Do you want to summarize it? Um, no, I haven't read it. So. Okay, <laughs> I could read okay. it. Sure, sure. I mean, it's really long. This is right. this. You, the, yeah, this is from Chris. I think Chris asked us to read this one specifically, actually. Okay. Uh, Go I'm... for it. Go for it. <laughs> Go for whatever you want. Uh, all right. Team A noticed that Team B had Travis Kelsey on a bye, no backup. Waivers ran Wednesday morning. Team A picked up three tight ends, dropped three unwanted bench pieces. Um, and per Yahoo settings, players are locked uh, on waivers for two days after their drop. So yeah, this is, this is one of those situations that, that 
has happened as long as there has been waivers in fantasy leagues. This I can happened. tell you my early nineties fan, like my original home league in the early nineties had people do this stuff. Yeah. You people figured out pretty quickly. It was a strategy. I'm going to keep away. If you need a quarterback, I'm picking up all the quarterbacks and, and then I'm dropping them and you don't have access to them. People do that with tight ends, with defense, with kickers. It happens every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Let's see. So uh, once the Thursday night game passed, he may drop the tight ends. Of course, we kind of saw that coming. Uh, dropped other players, still not able to pick them up. <clears throat> it happened again, picking them up and dropping them, basically locking uh, locking every potential tight end, basically. Um Another owner got involved because they had a, another tight end who was also uh, looking like he might not play. And then he started, the, this third person started complaining, calling the, the waiver ads and drops Bush League, which eh, they kind of are, I think. I don't know what you think, Scott. but Yeah, it's Bush League. Yeah. Um, questioning his integrity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Others defended it as uh, as, as, as not illegal, not yeah. illegal, right? Good strategy. You'll, it's not illegal. You'll find either side: bush league versus good strategy versus not illegal. It's not against any rules. Yeah, it's it's everybody's got their opinion on it. On it, um, ethically, I just can't do it myself. Like I find it bush league, but the people who say it's strategy and it's not illegal aren't wrong either. You know? Yeah. I just think the, I don't think that should be a setting in a league. I don't, I don't like players locking for 24 hours or for 48 hours or for a full week. You know, if, if you don't want a player and you drop him, then I should be able to pick him up. That's, that's kind of how I feel about it. Yep. Um, So that, that would be my, my advice to any leagues is just don't use that that locking uh, that locking system that locking yep. waiver system. You can still have waivers. You can have all players locked until waivers run. That's mm-hmm. that's a different situation. But if it's a first come first serve period, you know from Tuesday to to kickoff or from Wednesday to kickoff. If you deem a player not worthy of your roster, then anybody else should be able to pick him up. Absolutely, I. I we've I'm positive we talked about this before because I can't tell you how many times I've had this conversation that that uh, the blocking ethical it's legal it's bush league it's illegal it's whatever all that it's not an issue of blocking it's an issue of the league locking players that's where the actual problem is it's not uh, it's not it's it's not the ethics of it it's that your league has a rule that should not be in place yeah. Um, I get people from time to time, and this is an extremely small percentage of people that are like, you know what? You should have waiver runs, just have a waiver run every day so that, you know, people just have multiple waiver runs a week so that when people drop a player, you can get them the next day on waivers or whatever. People have to work. They can't deal with first come first serve when there's news or when there's whatever. But honestly, for me, no, <laughs> no. It, these are players that have been, as you said, deemed not worthy of a roster. Um, 
And you should honestly be in a league that's deep enough that you're not dropping like a superstar starter that everybody's going to want to be after. Right. Like I just, it's for me, for me, I, I can understand two waiver runs at most the first waiver run. And then the second one for anyone that was dropped in that first waiver run. But that's the most I could even fathom in a league, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's, I think that's all we have time for in this, in this episode, Ryan. We knocked out some good ones. We did knock out some good ones. And we finally got Chris's. It sounded like he uh, had wanted it read or something. So I I probably missed the tweet on that. I'm guessing. (laughs) Did he he tag us in a tweet on that? Uh, I I think I saw him. uh, Yeah. I think I saw a tweet about that. I feel feel like I did too. So that that must, that I must've saw it briefly and it's, it's like ringing some bells, but yeah. um, Anyway. Thank you for listening to the show. We we're, we have a few coming up. We have a really important one coming up, Ryan, right? Yeah. We do. Yeah, we've got some some big topics to tackle and um you know, it probably won't be a surprise as to as to what we're no. going to be talking about, but we'll, yep. we'll we'll try to share our opinions on just what to do uh this coming season. All right. Hopefully season. Yeah. Hopefully season. All right. Uh, for myself, Scott fish 24 on Twitter and my man across from me, Ryan MC 23 on Twitter. You can follow us at commission pod on Twitter and email us. If you got stories, questions, etc. anything really, uh, commission pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. <laughs>